here we are. Episode 22, No Laugh Track. My name's Justin Severson. The host, my guest, is Brendan Walsh. Welcome to the Minneapolis. Guess. Hi, Hi, Justin Severson. <laughs> Thank you. How you doing, man? I'm all right. I'm allergic to something in this town. And we haven't narrowed it down. I don't know what it is. I've been sneezing since I woke up. You've been here less than 24 hours, correct? That's true. Yeah. Almost 24 why was at the show last night? Congratulations. You saw Comedy History. Today. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, it was just the best show ever done. <laughs> Somehow I pulled it off last night. It was fun. Best show ever. I like First time I've seen you in person. So I, oh, I, good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was a fun show. We're a good crowd. I, uh, I, there was someone that wasn't in the crowd that was having a really good time at the bar. There was what? There was someone that never made it in, into the show that had a really fun time at the bar. Who is that? Um, he may edit this out. We'll see. But uh, I went to uh, take a leak, and there was a gal laying on the floor in the men's bathroom. Really on the floor in there? Yeah, while you were on stage. Did you? Uh, did you do anything? To <laughs> I was here. First of all, I was here with my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and second of all, she was in there with a friend, some dude. I walked uh, in. Her eyes were like rolling in the back of her head. Ugh. Yeah, but and then he looked up at me right away. It was like, no, no, no. Just lot. She had a lot to drink. Lot to drink. Lot to drink. Hmm. And I said, do you need some assistance? No, it's- we're fine. So I just went and used the pisser and turned around and they were gone. So Oh, wow. But that Maybe was Maybe you just dragged her into a stall. And <laughs> it's like doing her, you know. Defenseless. Yeah. Laid her across the toilet. <laughs> I do remember th- throwing... Put her on the changing station. <laughs> she was tiny enough. Blasted her from behind. <laughs> she was tiny enough, I think. I've never banged a chick on a, tr- on a changing station. <laughs> Gotta put that on my bucket list. Put it on my fuck it list. You know what? I bet get it. Fuck it list. (laughs) There's a. uh, I bet if we search it, there's a website dedicated to that. Fuck it list. Fuck it list that include fucking on changing tables. I just invented it, so anybody listening, don't steal that idea. Talk about unsanitary. I hear those changing stations are pretty filthy. (laughs) They're covered in feces. Everything's covered in feces, really. Yeah. 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 That microphone you have in your hand. Probably. It's all shit. Do you wash your hands? I didn't. I wash my hands a lot. Oh, I mean, I did. Yeah. I haven't touched that one. You know, you get into, not a not to be all Howie Mandel-ish, but, you know, you get into this business, there's a lot of handshaking with uh, strangers, so you gotta, you gotta wash your hands. Remember a few years ago when everybody started doing that fist bang? I'm bump? a big fan of that. Are you? I, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't need to shake everybody's hand. Not to be a dick, but what, what do you got to do that for, you yeah. know? Like, and the worst is, you know, after a show, you're shaking it, you know, you're hanging out afterwards, because I want to say hi to people and yeah. stuff, and so you shake, like, you know, a bunch of hands and stuff, and then you go into the bathroom, wash your hands, come out, and then as soon as you come out, some guy wants to fucking shake your hand again, and you're <laughs> like, God damn it, I just washed my goddamn hands. <laughs> but I mean, you'll do it, but it is, it's something, I don't think it's weird, I mean, you know, if you shake fucking 80 hands, you know, one of those people didn't wipe their ass properly or one of those people fucking jacked off and didn't like, you know, I mean, possibly during that show, maybe I do a pretty sexual show. (laughs) I don't touch hand railings or escalator hand railings. You know what I think is the grossest escalator? Las Vegas, the escalator handrails, those outdoor yeah. ones. Vegas is just gross. You think those around. have ever been cleaned? The people that walk around in Vegas. I love Vegas, I but know. seriously. Yeah, I don't know. I don't touch those. I might have to take a shit break. I ate like four <laughs> fiber bars last night <laughs> from the the pantry at the hotel. Wow. I smoked some pot and I got the munchies and I ate a bunch of fiber bars. They were tasty. But I knew what I was doing last night. I was like, man, you're going to fucking shit all day right? tomorrow. <laughs> Clean you out. Well, that's the way I could justify eating all that shit so late at night, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, I'll just eat stuff that'll make me shit. <laughs> so I don't get all fat. But I'm still getting fat. The healthy munchies. Yeah. It's not like loading up on Cheetos. Which causes I mean, all sorts it's of all different bad. problems. Did you hear about the Cheetos, the uh, hot, flaming hot? I know about them. They're um, delicious, by the way. This is what no, is it? A, this what? is no commercial for yeah. flaming hot Cheetos. But there was a school 
in, I don't know, let's say California, mm-hmm. and uh, they're banning them in the cafeteria because kids are eating so many that they're getting, it's changing the color of their shit. Yeah. And these kids are like calling the doctor because they think they have bloody stool. Wow, you got to eat a lot of those to change your shit color, I think. <laughs> don't you think? Beets will change your shit color. Yeah, they will. Uh, so will Gatorade. So does uh, Gatorade. Certain, certain, uh, really? Yeah. Because again, you got to drink a lot of it though, right? Yeah. I, well, I used to. I remember one I time. I thought it was from eating too much. Uh, I thought it was from eating pickle relish because uh-huh. it always happened after I worked at like a, a twins game. I'd get a d- hot dog after work and uh-huh. put a relish all over it. Then I finally realized one night when I di- it was like I Sherlock Holmes this shit. Mm-hmm. And it was a day where I didn't eat the hot dog the night before, but I did drink a bunch of blue Gatorade. Right. Yeah. Smurf poop next day. Blue? Yep. Just how much Gatorade are you drinking? Like a like probably eight ounces every like or no probably about sixteen ounces every like half an hour. Sweating my balls off on that job, so you drink wow. a lot. Why don't you drink water? I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot of Gatorade. because I'm cheap, and when I get free Gatorade, I want to take it. You don't get free water? Yeah, well, yeah, but water's free everywhere. No, it's not. I have bottles of water. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. I remember I changed, when I was a kid, my shit was green. I had like a birthday cake, and it was uh, Superman, I think. It was like blue icing. Yeah. Either way, I ate a lot of that and turned my shit green. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Oh, you know what else? Uh, it's, um, St. Patrick's Day. When oh, the green beer. Green beer, that turns your Absolutely. shit green. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I think a lot of people, that's their first uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> experience of the wrong colored shit. Yeah. Back to you in Minneapolis. What's your history here in Minneapolis? Mm. I don't really have one. Nothing? I haven't been here in a while. I, on stage last night, you said, that's what you said, it'd been a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's, I mean, since I've been in this club, it's probably been seven years. Yeah. So, but I'm back with a vengeance. You're back, motherfucker. Show yeah, I don't night. know why they haven't had me back in so long. I guess uh, somebody doesn't like me here. <laughs> don't screw it up this time. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> so what are you looking forward to more, the uh, election or Halloween or neither? Neither. Neither. Neither, neither. I don't, uh, well, I've decided that I'm going to vote for Mitt Romney as a joke. Yeah. Because I can. Sure. Nobody can, you know, you can vote however you want, even if it's for a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um. I just think it'll be funny to do that. And Halloween, I don't, you know, I never got into it. Really? I, well, I mean, when I was a kid, but like people like these grown-ups who get super into Halloween, I don't, just kind of gets under my skin, bothers me. I'm like, fucking, I don't care what you're going to do for Halloween. Ah, I sound curmudgeon but yeah, I don't really, I mean, I don't put any thought into no. Halloween costumes or parties or anything. Halloween's another one of those nights, like, with my lifestyle, I don't like. I don't really have any. I can do whatever I want, pretty much whenever I want. So, like nights like New Year's Eve or Halloween, I tend to not do anything. Because the opposite that's of like most people. Everybody is like getting drunk and driving around, yeah, yeah. and every place is crowded. So I'll just leave that night to the amateurs, and and then you know, some random Tuesday I'll party harder than people do on yeah. 10 new year's eves is yeah i, I, I i'm a party animal <laughs> i can see that i um i don't I often don't i don't really get excited about doing that but then it's like the day of a halloween party yeah halloween is it halloween or halloween i don't know who gives a fuck anyway then like the day of i'll get excited like last minute like well everyone's going to party fucking throw something I'll go together to a party if I, yeah but i don't I don't know. I mean, I guess I could slap together a costume if I needed to. And you, girls dress all slutty. Yes, nice. Yes, that's why if we could have uh, you know once a month, yeah, I'd be down with that. Once a month, like a period. (laughs) Not in the same week, though, please. (laughs) (laughs) Girls can only dress up when they're on their periods. That's how you can tell when girls are on their periods when they're wearing costumes. You know what? Actually, make like period Halloween every month girls dress slutty when they're on their periods that'd be great all these girls dressed all slutty acting all bitchy and they'll be all like extra bitchy because they'll have to wear slutty outfits and girls always feel all fat and shit right. when they're on their periods so they'll just be like Ugh. they'll be all uncomfortable and bitchy 
That'd be fun. It's uh, it's funny that we got to that because I actually that was sort of my costume one year. Bitchy period girl. Yeah, it's pretty good costume. Yeah, I was uh, I was married at the time, and my wife was a nurse, still is a nurse. In any case, I took some of her like uh, scrub scrubs, mm-hmm. the pants. Yeah, yeah. and uh, bought some fake blood <laughs> and just put them all over your crotch. <laughs> put it all over my crotch. And you were your bitchy wife on her period. Yes. Well, I wonder why that marriage didn't work. I imagine out. that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no scrub. A scrub. Wait, how's what are the words to that? Scrub, don't get, get no, no love. love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of your best friend's ride, trying, trying to, to holler at, at me. me. That's right. Is that Sisters with Voices? That was uh, ooh on the TLC tip. Is that TLC? Yeah. It's not SWV? No. Sisters with Voices? No. Really? TLC sang Scrub? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'll go with that, maybe. I'm pretty sure. I think I saw him in a concert once. Okay, yeah, I'm not a big TLC fan, so... Uh, I grew up in the inner city in St. Paul, where that was like the... That doesn't mean you have to listen to shitty R&B music. It, it, it shouldn't have, but it did. I grew up in inner city Philadelphia. It shouldn't I have meant that, but it did mean music. that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds bad. But no, I, I never got in... Well, you know, I listened to some rap, but mostly I was into like punk rock and stuff. We, NWA I liked, Yeah, those guys were crazy. Mm-hmm. Badass. I liked any kind of shit that like was that just blew my mind. Like I remember when I was like twelve, there was this record store around the corner from my house, and I went and I discovered. It's when I discovered like the Dead Milkman and the Dead Kennedys. Yeah, like I was just going through the records and and then like just the name, the Dead Kennedys, I thought was so outrageous. And uh, and the Dead Milkman, they had a really cool. I got. Big Lizard in My Backyard was the first one I bought because it had a really cool cover. Yeah, I have it. And, the cassette. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have them on vinyl. And <clears throat> um, the uh, There was the 12-inch for Too Drunk to Fuck by the Dead Kennedys. And I wound up buying the, this album, Gimme Convenience or Gimme Death, that had the... Uh, it was like kind of a greatest hits of the Dead Kennedys, and that had Too Drunk to Fuck on it. But I just remember being so like blown away by like why somebody would make a song with the word fuck in it. Because <laughs> I was just, I mean, this is just in my like, you know, 12 year old brain or yeah. 11 year old brain yeah. when I was only exposed to radio and stuff. And I was just like, why would somebody make that song? Like, they'll never play that on the radio. There's right. no way they'll ever play a song called Too Drunk to Fuck on the radio. <laughs> and, uh, and then I bought all that stuff and was just like completely blown away by like i don't know it just like opened up this whole world of like oh you can do whatever you want like there are no rules you can you can make songs that have swears in them and (laughs) people buy like you know i just bought it and these guys seem to be selling a lot of albums so like metallica that was another like good example of like you know what is this shit like i i love here being introduced to music like that where you're just like what the fuck is this did you have long hair uh, I never had super long hair. Um, jean jacket? Yeah, jean jackets and leather jackets. And Did you have patches on your jacket? Like, uh, Yeah, I had a fuck ton of patches all over my jacket. What were some of them? Do you remember? I had a Guns N' Roses back patch with the, you know, the cross that... Uh, yep. yep. The with all with their skull faces. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I had a Sex Pistols patch. Probably a DK, a Dead Kennedys thing. I mean, I don't remember. I wish. I wonder, you know, I might still be in, like, in my mom's basement. Probably not. I don't know. That would be cool to find some of my teenage Wouldn't it? rock and roll clothes. Yeah. I had a, uh, I had a um, what was it called? Stonewashed? It was a stonewashed mm-hmm. black jean jacket. And <clears throat> this is how hardcore I was. I went to a music shop and stole a, uh, remember the band Rat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, rat. Uh, I bought a. I stole a rat. I think I probably had a rat patch. It wasn't a patch, though. I thought this was really inventive. I had. It was a keychain, uh-huh. and I hung it off one of the. Uh, oh yeah, one of the, like, the pocket like a thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's that pretty cool. Oh yeah, you know, I had a little thing of hand, little handcuffs on. If it was on my jean jacket or my leather jacket, a Mercedes thing that I took off a car. Oh yeah, the hood ornaments. Yeah. <laughs> Why was that a thing? <laughs> I think somebody, I think it was like, I got it from like 
Sid Vicious or something. Like there was some other punk rock guy who had the Mercedes thing on his like the strap on his shoulder or whatever. Also, didn't like Mike D had that. On, wasn't that on his chain? Didn't he have a Mercedes that sounds right. thing? Yeah. yeah. And it was like it was yeah gold. I think. Either way, yeah, it was kind of there was a brief period where it was. I know that the uh, the ultimate one to get would have been, and I don't even know how you could wear it anywhere, but uh, it was the Mack truck. Oh yeah, because it was bulldog an actual thing. bulldog. Yeah, yeah. People, were, I remember that was the. Uh, you know, I never got one of those. That was like finding the ark. Mm. Can you uh, let's let's go back? Can you uh, finish this lyric? Um, one Saturday, I took a walk to Zipperhead. I met a girl there. And she almost knocked me dead, punk rock girl. You look so wild. Let's have a child. We'll name her Minnie Pearl. <laughs> yeah, those guys are good. They're back touring again. Really? Yeah. It's. Uh, I think it's all the original guys. The bass player killed himself, so obviously he's not there. Oh, my phone. I'm someone's, getting an important Someone's Hollywood calling you to tell call. you about the dead milkman right now. Maybe it's Rodney Anonymous. <laughs> oh, it's Kachel Bjorgen, local comedian. Yeah. Go ahead, say hi. All right. I'll put him on a speakerphone. Hello? What's up, faggot? See? You just said that into a podcast, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say something like that. Now you're now the whole world's going to know that you're a homophobe. <laughs> oh, I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. What's going on? I'm doing this stupid podcast at Acme. <laughs> they make you do a all podcast right. now. On top of all the dumb radio. <laughs> so not only are you here doing 11 shows or whatever, you got to do press every goddamn day. Yeah, well, radio makes a big difference when I turn on the crowds, I guarantee you that. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, uh, why don't I just call you when I'm done this thing? Does he have anything racist to say? Do you have any racist stuff you want to say into the microphone before I let you go? Um, no, I got some anti-Semite stuff, though. Okay. Close enough. Lay it on us. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you doing with? Ju- what's Justin? Justin. Justin uh... Oh, terrific. Uh, yeah, call me when you're done. Okay. Don't you dare air this. Air it? Do you even know how podcasts work? They don't air. People download them. Oh. It's not upload? I don't know. Either way, uh, everybody's going to know. <laughs> call me back. All right. See you later. Kajel Bjorgen. Yeah. Kajel Bjorner. Chell B owner, B J O N E R. What's up, faggot? I mean, isn't that how everybody talks to each other yeah. in private, though? Yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't? Probably faggots. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just say retard. Yeah. Oh well, that was a fun podcast. Yeah, I think that pretty right, much does yeah. it. Uh, all the bases. Yeah. No. Um. So you're from Philly, yeah. You Philly sports fan? Have any? I like the Phillies. I don't really follow any anything else. I mean, I'll watch. You know, I'll watch other sports, but I don't really get into anything. Yeah, I like going to baseball games, but you don't have a team. Well, the Phillies. Yeah, just the Phillies. Yeah, I'll follow them, but not as like I don't know. I don't get into it as much as some people. You know, I don't like follow all the stats and. And shit. Yeah, and then uh, so what's it? You started. You grew up in Philly, mm-hmm. and then where you, you ended up in Austin. Austin, I lived Texas. in Austin for a while. Yeah, yeah you were talking about that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's part of the show. Well, yeah, tell people little snippets of my life from around the globe. And now you're in. And I live in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, living living it up. Highly recommended. I like it. Um, I mean, you know, if you want to make a living. In show business, you kind of have to wind up out there eventually. Yeah. I mean, you can work the road. You can be a road comic from anywhere. But I don't know many people who want to just be on the road forever. I mean, I'll always do the road, but I don't want it. I don't want to have to rely on it as my main source. I don't want to be fucking flying a hundred times a year for the rest of my life. How often do you do now? I don't know. I probably fly like, I don't know. But probably getting on a plane is probably close to 100 times a year. Yeah. Like, you know, because, I mean, yeah, I probably fly 30 to 50 times a year, I'd say. Maybe. So what's the ultimate goal? You did not the road. You uh, sitcom, movie star, rock and roll? 
to keep doing comedy, but to like instead of you know how many shows am I doing here this week? Like seven or eight shows or whatever. Like, uh, be nice yeah. to be able to come here and do one show at you know a, a nice little theater. Yep, and make you know just making more money. Like I would like to be doing exactly what I'm doing now, but less of it, and for about ten times the amount of money I'm making right now. Yeah, that would be ideal. But the only way to really do that is, I mean, there are a couple ways, you know, is just staying on the road and building a fan base that way, which, you know, there, the longer I do it, the more people are coming out specifically to see me. But there's still like last night, I don't know how many people were here, maybe like 150, 200 people. So yeah, about 200 people, maybe like 20 of them were here to see me. I don't know. I I didn't really take a poll, but. That's probably about right. Uh, On Twitter, don't you have like 32,000 followers or something like that? I have a decent number, yeah, 35,000, something like that. That's that's impressive. Well, I guess it like, yeah, I don't know how that all works, you know? I mean, I got in kind of early maybe. On Twitter? I think so. Yeah. Started in like 2009. Yeah. And I think it's like, you know, just... A lot of my friends have a lot of followers, and I don't know. It's just kind of a slow, steady build. Don't people tweet, like, gonna see your show tonight, dude? Yeah, there were a few people who came out. Like, I, yeah, I got some feedback on Twitter last yeah. night. But yeah, but from like three people, maybe, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'd say, I don't know, either way, my point being that I've been on the road for almost 10 years now and there's, you know, and I've had some help with exposure from like Stanhope. I toured with Doug Stanhope for a while and do shows with Joe Rogan occasionally. And he's got a very, like the, both of those guys have very loyal oh, yeah. fan bases who <clears throat> they'll support anybody that they, that either Joe or Doug is like, Oh, this guy's cool. Yeah, and yeah. that's a good little endorsement. Sure. And, uh, seal of approval. Yeah, so that's helped, you know, like touring with other guys and but ultimately like a real kind of short not shortcut, but if I got my stupid face on TV on a regular basis starting next week, like if it was just, you know, whatever, if I played a garbage man on Big Bang Theory or whatever <laughs> fucking dumb show everybody's watching. Yeah, yeah. But that would change everything right away. Like instead of me coming here for, you know, a Tuesday through Sunday week for the amount I'm getting, like it would that it would change overnight. Like yeah. people then are like, Oh, it's that fucking idiot from TV. I would love to pay thirty dollars to go see him live in person. And the 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 downside of that is like, you know, my comedy's not really for everybody, you know? I, like, it's not... I don't think it's that extreme. Like, if you're going to be offended by it, you're going to be offended by a lot of things. Right, But, right. Uh, but you would retain... So, like, I watched it with Stanhope when he had the man show. There were a lot of clubs that wouldn't let Doug, you know, perform at them because he did whatever certain things to piss off different owners. But then when he had, when he was on the man show, a lot of these clubs let him back and he got more money and he had like sold out shows because people were like, Oh, let's go see that guy from the man show. And then they'd come to the show and it wasn't what they expected for the most part. Like a lot of people would be walking out and really angry about, because Doug can really challenge your whole fucking belief system. And it's not like, it's not, you know, girls on trampolines and and ziggy zoggy shit yeah so uh you know that was an interesting time to you know be working with him to just kind of watch like oh half of this crowd is you know storming out irate canceling comedy Central. but the other half <laughs> you know but like he retained you know you retain a portion of those people sure and um so you know as, as shitty as that was for him and is how you know he doesn't really speak fondly of you know that year on the man show but it did help and even the girls gone wild shit you know which he's completely ashamed of but oh yeah he's on the commercial or something right oh that's right where and i don't want to speak for doug but i i uh it sounds like yeah he really got hosed on that deal like he recorded you know they offered him x amount of money they played a billion times yeah yeah it was like you know and the Joe, money seemed good at first. And then like, Francis Scumbag probably made, you know, obviously we know. Well, yeah, I mean, he's selling. A millionaire. Soft porn. 
So how did you, uh, I'm sure you've told the story a million times, but quickly, how'd you get started in comedy? Uh, I won a farting contest in <laughs> Houston, <laughs> Texas. They do Shut a up. farting, it's a chili cook-off <laughs> slash farting contest. Brilliant. And I farted the national anthem into a microphone, took home the prize, and then, uh, yeah, I got the bug for live performance. <laughs> so I just wanted to continue to... I mean, I can't really, I don't think it's healthy to eat that much stuff to give you gas on a nightly basis. So instead of farting in the microphone, I decided to write jokes. Yeah. And then get high and eat fiber bars. Sometimes I fart secretly when I'm on stage. I don't hold the mic up to my butt, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, those fiber bars, that was a bad decision. I can already tell. Did anyone offer you a pot after the show last night? Uh-huh. Yeah, I smoked pot with some guy. I think he's a comic or something. I don't know. He was like hanging around with the other comics. Yeah. He had a hat on. Yeah. Let's name him. No, I'm kidding. We don't need I him. don't remember his name. Uh, it was good pot. Yeah, I was curious. I was, uh, I'm was. i glad I remember to ask high. you. I'm not a huge pothead, so it's not. I'm Is not it really. true you said on, uh, uh, during your show last night you said you have a pot card? True? Yeah. 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 I do. Yeah. I watched... Uh, 60 Minutes had a big thing on the pot dispensaries mm-hmm. last Sunday, and uh, they were showing like the. And I've I've obviously never been in one, but mm-hmm. uh, what, what do you what do you how often dispensaries? Do you, yeah, um, describe your experience because I'm just I, I it'd be like uh, Disneyland. It's pretty like you know you get over the novelty of it pretty quickly, but yeah, you go into a store. It's you know they're little storefronts like you know it's basically going into like a head shop you know a place that sells pipes and and stuff but they just there's a bunch of different kinds of marijuana in the the glass cases and they'll have like a little fridge with you know cookies and brownies and rice krispie treats sodas i mean there's they put have you had the soda i haven't had the soda i like the lollipops like, they're nice for, like, if you're going to go for a walk and go see a movie or something. That's kind of my little uh, vacation lifestyle. I don't know if I have time off. I've been really busy lately, so I haven't gone to the movies in a while. But uh, there's a movie theater, like, a half-hour walk from my apartment that I like to go to, the Vista Theater in yeah. Silver Lake. It's a beautiful old theater, and they have uh, they get first-run movies, and they do matinees. That matinees like six fifty or something. And um, so I'll like eat a pot lollipop and walk to the Vista Sweet. and watch whatever movies there. Um, it's cool. I actually there's a a uh, service in Los Angeles called LA Speedweed, which is a delivery service that no I've been way. using. So I haven't been to an actual dispensary in a little while. There's one. Uh, there was the other. What the fuck was it called? The, oh, Sunset Junction Organic Medicine. That's the that's a dispensary I like to go to. But I haven't been there in a little while because this LA Speedweed guy. I met him actually doing another podcast. He was there. It was like Joe Rogan or uh, it was Rogan related at the Ice House, and um, was introduced to this guy. And he's like, "Yeah, man, call us. You know, we'll put you on the VIP list or whatever." And I got to tell you, man, they hook me up like. They give me so much free shit. Really? Yeah, it's really nice. And they bring it right to you. So, like, you know, I'll order, like, $100 worth of stuff. And somebody... Is that comparable to, like, if I had $100 and bought it off my... You, you know, do better at a dispensary than really? you would on the street. Yeah. I think so. I mean, it's all comparable prices. Like, you know, insane, insanely good pot. Like, it's, you know, about 50 bucks an eighth. Which I think is about what you're going to pay for, yep. like, uh, and and they'll, but you they always hook you up. Like you always get something at the dispensaries. Like if you buy enough stuff, you know, like if you go in and like know, a player's card at the casino. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they appreciate your business, I guess. So they'll throw in like an extra joint or, you know, an extra gram of pot. I mean, it all depends on what you what you're spending. But the, uh, yeah, LA Speedweed, their policy across the board is if you order $100 worth of stuff, they give you $30 worth of free edibles. So I always order $100 worth of stuff. Yeah. And then they'll give me like the $30 worth of free edibles and then basically kind of double my order anyway because the guy likes me. And I've turned a lot of people on to uh, 
to that. So if you're in the L.A. area, go to uh, LASpeedweed.com. <laughs> And uh, you'll never have to leave your apartment ever again. Apparently not. No, you get all your pot delivered and you get food delivered. I guess you just got to get sundries delivered, figure that out. Yeah. Get like toilet <laughs> paper and shit. I uh, I thought the, the one of the most fascinating things that I think I saw in 60 Minutes was just the uh, the woman behind the counter and she was... You know, she's describing this to the old guy on mm-hmm. uh, Steve Croft or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, and yeah. He's like all straight laced. Yeah. You know, she's like, well, you know, and then uh, you know they're showing the big jars, and she's mm-hmm. going, you know, this one, you know, we have all these descriptions. You know, this one is for a, this is a mild one. Uh, this one is, you know, more. It's going to get you more energized. This one's yeah. going to put you to sleep. And yeah, there is something to all that. I always thought like that's just like real. You know, super stoner shit. Where yeah. Like, oh, it's indica, man. Oh, right. It's a sativa, bro. Yeah. But, you know, there is, like, when I first got my pot card, I went, you know, when I was in the dispensary, I said to the guy, you know, where he's like, well, what are you looking for? Because I didn't know. You know, there are, like, 80 different kinds of yeah, weed. Yeah, because when you buy it from the, your buddy, uh, you know, down the street, yeah, it's just you, one he has kind. what he has. Yeah. yeah. And it was true. Like, I was like, you know, I don't like getting inside my head. I don't want to get knocked out. I like the creative kind of, you know, shit. And he was like, oh, well, sativas is what you want. And recommended a few of those. And then, you know, so I just got a little variety. And it was, there was one strain in particular that, like, that's great. It really helps me creatively. And, like, I do uh, I, I do a show that we tape in LA called, it's uh, called World's Dumbest. It's on True TV. It's like one of those. Uh, oh, you're. I didn't Talking know that. Head shows, yeah, I've been doing that for a couple of years, and the way it works, like it's it's a show where uh, you know they just show like videos, like basically the same videos you'll see on Tosh Point and any other show like that. Yeah, and you know, and then the show is like you sit in front of a green screen and, and just like rattle off jokes about about the clips. And the way it works is they send you like we don't watch the stuff there in the studio. They send you DVDs and uh, these like worksheets. So you watch, you know, it's got each description of each thing and you just write your jokes. You watch the things. So yeah, so they'll send you these DVDs with all the clips of people, you know, falling off of shit or whatever. Yeah. And, and then you write all the jokes and then you go in and just rattle them off in front of the camera. So you're already prepared when you go in there. It's a very great job. You, you know, smoke pot, watch these videos, write jokes, and then go in and you're in there for a couple hours. You shoot a couple episodes at a time. And uh, so the first night, the first day I got the weed card, the pot card thing, and I got this weed where one guy, he, you know, the guy at the dispensary really recommended this one strain. It was called Super Silver Haze. And he was like, I hear a lot of good stuff about this, like creatively and shit like that. And I went home and watched the DVDs. Generally, I'll watch them once, not high, you know, just regular. And, uh, And write some jokes. And some of them are less inspiring than others like uh some of them are just they just get violent you know like mm-hmm. a lot of them are fights and car crashes and stuff and yeah. it's sometimes it's just a bit much you're yeah, like yeah. i don't think this is funny and i think it was one of those you know nights where there was you know it was like midnight and i watched both of the dvds for the two episodes didn't really have much written down and uh and I thought, like, well, you know, I'll try, I'll smoke a little bit of this pot that yeah. I just got and tried a little bit of that super silver haze, like a really tiny bit, though, because you never know with that pot out in California, like some of that stuff just can really knock you on your ass. Like, it's really dynamite. Yeah. Uh, so I smoked a little bit of that super silver haze, watched the videos again, and wound up writing, like, some of the best shit I've ever written for really? the show. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a real trial by fire because it was also, you know, it's like I had to wake up and shoot it at like 10 in the morning and by the time i rewatched the videos you know they were it was three when i was done watching the videos so you know i did have that moment where i was like well you know i gotta go shoot this shit so hopefully i don't read this stuff in the morning and go oh jesus christ it's just a bunch of high thinking dumb stuff but it was (laughs) uh it worked out and so there is something to it long story long uh there there is there is something in the difference of, you know, all those different kinds of pot they have. But I'm not, you know, I mean, it sounds like I'm a huge stoner, but no, I'm no, really no. not. I don't, uh, I mean, I do smoke pot regularly, but not, I don't know. I mean, I went through years when I was living in Austin. I mean, I was high for five years straight, and that's that's just no way to be. 
comatose sleeping. I mean, it's weird. Like when you just realize one day, like, oh wait a minute, I've been high for five years. Like you're really not present all the time. I don't know. Everybody's different. You know, I have friends who are high all the time, and they seem to function really well. And I'm just not one of those guys. I just can't can't be high all the time. Yeah, I'm a lot funnier. I don't. Yeah, I think I'm funnier and smarter when I'm not high. But there are other guys like Doug ben- Benson, for example. He's he, he smokes pot. He does. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's litigious if he's going to try to sue me for outing him <laughs> as a pothead. But uh, he's a guy that I couldn't be more impressed with. Like for the amount of pot that guy smokes and the amount of work he does, it's just like you know, I don't I don't know how anybody could criticize him for smoking a lot of pot because that guy is on top of more shit than I am. He works harder than a lot of people I know. Like, he's always doing something. Yeah. Like, he'll fly home. He'll go and do... I mean, he's constantly on the road. He was here Saturday. One show. Oh, yeah? What yeah. did he do with one of his 420 420 things? show Saturday. Just a regular show or a podcast? Regular show. Yeah, man. He flies around and he'll do that stuff and it'll fly right back and go and do his podcast at UCB. Like, I, we were on the road... I don't know. I went and did a bunch of a few dates with him and we flew back on a Tuesday and yeah, he basically drove right from LAX to the UCB theater to, you're not the first person that's told me how hard of a worker he is. Oh yeah. Dedication. Who else uh, Graham Elwood. <laughs> he's, he's contractually obligated yeah, yeah, to say I, nice I things about Doug. I know he is. <laughs> no, who was it? Shane Moss, maybe? Possibly. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty no. Like, TJ I mean, Miller, that's who told me that. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you'd just been on that, um, the short run, uh, uh, the interruption. Benson oh, interruption yeah, yeah. TV yeah, yeah. show. And then he was, uh, the last time he was in town, he was wearing a t-shirt, like, oh, you're on that show? Yeah, but man, works, guy works so fucking hard. Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, you think that, you know, when you think of potheads, you just think of, you know, laziness and, and dopiness. Yeah. Burnouts, man. Dopers. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's, but that's, everybody's chemistry's different or whatever. Like, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to function as highly as he does if I was as high as he is no, and i mean i don't you know i don't know what his daily rituals are i don't know if he wakes up and smokes we i mean i when i'm on the road with him he definitely wants to smoke pot a lot more than i do yeah arge uh arge barker was here last week oh yeah he's he, a big pothead too. yeah we did the podcast and uh i found out that he prefers edibles over smoking yeah i like the edibles they're way different though like i wouldn't like so he'll eat pot before he does a show I don't like know. He'll just eat. Yeah, I don't know because the edibles, man, they really. I like them, but that's more of a like if you're just going to sit there and watch a movie or or you know try and wind down from the end of you know at the end of the day. Yeah, they really help me relax. But I wouldn't want to eat pot and then have to do a show. That sounds horrible. Did you? Have you uh, well, I know that you just woke you woke up a little bit before you uh, came yeah. over here to do the show. But uh, there was a big story in the newspaper today that. Um, one of the local supermarket, well, uh, Rainbow, Rainbow Foods, uh-huh. they're all across the, stri- the state. They're, uh, <clears throat> you have a big competition tonight to get people in the seats here because today they're, uh, you can use unlimited coupons and they're really? doubling them. Wow. Extreme couponing for two days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't use coupons. I watched that show. Do you? I watched it once recently. I just, I just had my television on. Um, I've been into the learning channel kind of like I like, but I'm getting over all the shows that I liked. Like I started watching that Long Island medium show and then the mm-hmm. breaking Amish show and I was really into them. And now I'm kind of like, ah, fuck those shows. But I had, I, I, I just like turned that channel on and, uh, they had that extreme couponing show where that's, I think those people are very similar to the hoarders that you see on TV. Mm-hmm. Not because they have like tons of shit in their house. Like they have tons of stuff, but it's organized. Organ- you know, they'll have shelves of fucking toilet paper and antiseptic. There's no one more organized than these people. Right. But they're just as annoying mm-hmm. as the fucking hoarders. Like there's something about them where you just want to reach into the TV and grab them by the neck and punch them in the face as hard as you can. Like they and they are—they're all kind of similar too. They're all kind of just like fat bitches with glasses <laughs> and like. Yes. But I was amazed. Like, what was I doing? I don't know. I was like cleaning in my apartment or whatever, and I just had it on. And and this lady, like, you know, they go through the tally 
I don't know if you've ever seen the show, the coupon show, but like they'll show them going to the grocery store, pissing everybody off at the grocery store oh, because it's they, such a fucking, it's such a production for them to check out because yeah. they have eight shopping carts and then like fucking all these coupons and they'll like break the registers because they can only scan a thousand things at a time or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And But this lady, so like, and they run the tally of the bill and, and she has like, it's like you know, $1,014 worth of stuff she bought. And she only winds up paying $50. Yeah. Like, I, like it, that's how it, insane it is. I, I always thought it'd be like, oh, well, you know, extreme couponing, you go get like $500 worth of stuff. You only pay $200 or whatever. But this was like, one lady had a thou- over $1,000 worth of garbage. Like shit, sh- like Halloween candy and stuff. Yeah. Just fucking dummies. So... She had a thousand dollars worth of stuff. Spent like fifty or sixty dollars. Another lady had six hundred. It was like six hundred and thirty-eight dollars. She spent two dollars and like thirty-eight cents. So I found that to be kind of impressive. Well, not impressive, but I was just like, "How's that possible? That's retarded." And then I told my friend Chelsea about that, and I like just not that I wanted to start doing it, but she did bring up a good point. She was like, "Yeah, but that's like." Think of like that's their whole life. Is well, they don't have jobs going through these coupons. So, do they resell this shit? I mean, how like you can't? How do you acquire that much stuff on a semi regular basis? Like you just have fucking storage lockers full of. That'd be a funny crossover show. Extreme coupons and in that storage, storage wars. wars, yeah. Brilliant. And it's just like you know, they're, they're just lockers full of toilet paper yeah. and like dish detergent. Four dozen boxes of Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> My roommate uh, was uh, very briefly dating this girl that was an extreme extreme coupon. She was fat, right? No, well, no. I don't believe it. Then I, yeah, no. Uh, she was actually pretty cute for like Minnesota cute, though. So she was kind of fat. <laughs> What's wrong with a little extra? Come yeah, on, right. <laughs> that you know, Minnesota, hey, Minnesota girls drop that in the summer, and then it comes back in the winter. It's for warmth. Yeah, and this was the summer. So All she right. was looking pretty good. So she was down to 140 on her five foot three frame. <laughs> five one, 140, exactly. So I only met her one time. She comes over and uh, and he had, he had tipped me off that she was like into this couponing thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, that's because I'll cut like, every now and then. A little, you know, like if it's a freaking buy one, get one, like some chicken breasts or something. Okay. Like, I'll take advantage of that if I happen to catch it on the way out the house. Uh-huh. And anyway, she comes over with two bags of um, men's body like uh, there was Axe shaving cream and yeah, it, there was Axe body yeah. spray and there was like uh, you know body wash and shampoo okay. and conditioner. Uh, she does. She's this girl was divorced from her husband, so she wasn't getting it for him. Yeah, wasn't getting it for herself. Was just buying it because it was a good deal. Because it was a good deal. That's but not crazy. only was she buying it, but she was getting a dollar back on each one. So she was earning money. She on was it? earning money. It's like not only getting these for free, but yeah. get, earning money. I want, but now, do people resell that stuff, though, is the question. Because like, what are you going to do? And that is retarded because, and no offense to any retards listening, I don't mean to use that term derogatorily, uh, but that's like if there was a sale on tampons and I just like stocked up and bought $80 worth of tampons for 50 cents or whatever, yeah. no matter how good, or even let's say I make $10 walking away with a gross of tampons. Yeah, now you have to deal with them. Yeah, what am I going to do with that? I asked you I mean, I'll just, like, run around shoving them in in bloody pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Be like the the pussy fairy. You know, if you're in town... Period fairy. If you're in town for Halloween, I could bust out my old costume. Yeah, there you go. We could go as a duo. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Tampon and... Period girl. Period. (laughs) No, I asked her that, and she said she donates things. Which again, like a homeless shelter, yeah. so a bunch of homeless guys smell like Axe body spray and got <laughs> yeah. spiky hair. That's pretty cool. Spike up the homeless guy's hair. That sounds like a Dead Milkman song. It does. Spike up the homeless guy's hair. <laughs> Neil Hamburger's really funny on Twitter with the uh, Axe. I don't know if you follow. Do you have Twitter and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I know who Neil Hamburger is. I yeah. don't follow him. Oh, you should follow him. He's hilarious. He really, he just fucks with Axe Body Spray and Taco really? Bell. Yeah, he really, like, God, he tweets the most hilarious shit to these companies. It's really funny. Taco Bell is, uh, he just, 
he'll go through. I'm friends with that guy, and he like I was asking him about because like he does these Taco Bell. He'll just retweet people saying they got sick from Taco Bell, so he'll just search like Taco Bell sick. And there's always a shitload of people tweeting about how Taco Bell made them sick. So he just retweets them. <laughs> and he did. He said it's amazing, though. Like, if, he do, if you do it with McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's or if, like, if you search for, like, Burger King plus sick or he said it, it's not. He said Taco Bell is every day consistently there are tons of people tweeting about how Taco Bell made them sick. <laughs> He's a really funny guy. You should follow him on Twitter. I, Everybody I, should. I, I will. Yeah, it's really, really funny shit. Yeah. And like he'll, uh, I mean, I can't think of any, but yeah, some of these, you know, companies will tweet out like, you know, like Charmin will be like, "What's your Charmin story or whatever?" And he just has like he'll retweet them with the funniest yeah, fucking tag it with like uh, covered uh, in shit. Yeah, but no, not that obvious, but yeah, it's, right. it's usually uh, pretty good, like really dark stuff that he'll that'll tweet. It's funny. <laughs> He's great on there. I like following him. You know what else is really funny is uh, DJ uh, Doug Pound, Doug Loosenhop. Oh, uh, yeah. He uh, works with the Tim and Eric guys and stuff. I think I saw you had retweeted some of his stuff. Yeah, I retweet him a lot. He's got some really good stuff. He's very funny on Twitter. Well, I liked yours the other day. It must have been recently. It was something about uh, girls out there uh, showing their boobs and prove it to me or something like that. Oh, yeah. You know, that one didn't work out. It wasn't... (laughs) Show me <laughs> prove it to me. I think it was uh, any girls who are in their underwear right now. Some I was trying to get girls to send me pictures yeah, of their underwear. Exactly. That's like lecherous. Uh, that's not a good indication of how I usually tweet, though. Oh, I usually, apologize. Usually fun, fun, funny stuff. What I had one recently that people have been re- responding to. Do you ever use that stuff as uh, on stage? Uh, a couple, they're few. I mean, nothing currently. Like, that's, they're the kind of jokes that just kind of, you know, you're really tickled by it and you'll say it on stage for, but they don't usually have longevity, for right. me at least. I mean, there are some people who probably get a lot out of it, you know. I mean, it's it's a good format for joke writing. I mean, there'll be some things, but a lot of it doesn't, like, I think a lot of it, like, with Twitter, I try to... I think there's a difference between like the written word and the spoken word. Like some things just work better written, you know? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A good example of that is, uh, Doug pound. He had one that said, uh, typo the morning to you. And, uh, you was spelled Y U O typo nice. the morning to that's you. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But that like, that's designed for, I mean, I think that's a perfect use of the medium. Yeah, like, that's perfect. I had one last, the one that I had that, people have been responding to yesterday i tweeted it's always like the dumbest ones like where you're like "Eh, ah this fucking dumb idea and you tweet it and it's like gets the most responses i tweeted i've got 99 problems and 84 of them are bitch related (laughs) and it got a lot of uh a lot of people seem to like it but that's one too where i think that's better if you just read that i agree you know instead of saying it it just sounds like a dumb hacky kind of premise like people are always using that 99 problems thing yeah um and then you'll have ones that are really like you think like i'm so fucking proud of it i'm like oh i've just crafted the perfect most hilarious tweet and like two people have favored it and like nobody like you almost want to just be like what the fuck everybody did you not see that do i need to put this out there again (laughs) like what it is weird man twitter is like a definite like you know time timing it's uh i mean it just depends when you put those tweets out there like i'll even save a tweet like if i have a really good idea for a tweet at like three in the morning i'll be like i'll wait until tomorrow. really yeah yeah because you want the most people to see it if you think it's really good you tweet something i mean i do still do it like there are some like if i'm inspired i'll just do it even if it is three in the morning but like i'll see it the next day and be like wow yeah if that was if i did that like at prime time that would have fucking killed. It's crazy how much Twitter has overtaken so many comedians' lives. Like, if if you're hanging out with like three or more comedians in Los Angeles within a half hour, the conversation's going to turn to Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. You do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bone Zone. Tell me about that real quick. It's great. It's okay, the most that was quick proud. enough. No. I'm so proud of it. 
It's funny. It's just me and two other guys, uh, Randy Lidke and Davey Johnson. And uh, it's the most fun thing. It's like the most fun I've ever had doing something comedically. Like we just really, our sensibilities just really mesh. And like we really go to some weird places. Like we don't really do any preparation, which is, you know, I mean, depending on it, we've done about 50 of them so far. And there are variations of how good they are. But I mean, for the most part, I think they're all pretty good. And I can really stand behind it as like, I mean, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but I think for a comedy podcast, it's one of the few that are, that's just silly comedy. Like we just, I mean, I don't want to say improv, even though everything is improvised. Like we don't really do any preparation. We'll just like wind up going on adventures and taking time machines to places and like doing these little plays and stuff. And it's really fun and funny. I don't know how many people, I mean, I'm sure there are other podcasts that are like that, but for the most part, what I see like comedy podcasts are kind of like this, like it's interviewing, it's comedians talking about serious shit or it's like interviews about comedy, but there aren't too many where it's just like three 10 year old kids got a hold of a (laughs) tape recorder and are making, you know, just having fun. And that's kind of what ours is. Like we just fuck around and, have fun. So we'll stream it live. Um, we try to do it every week. I'm going to do one today. I think we're going to try to do it where I'm going to Skype in to them. So we might stream it live the, today. Uh, here's my nerd podcast question. How's the quality when you do Skype? We haven't done that yet. Oh. We haven't done one. Um, but I think, you know, I have a microphone here that I'll use. So I think it'll be fine. I mean, as long as the audio is okay. We'll see. Um, Those guys are back in california they're in los angeles yeah we usually do it every tuesday and we'll we used to stream every every single one live which does bring a nice element because then there's a video element to it and and we could take callers and stuff and it's like that immediate gratification of like you know doing the podcast and getting you know 300 people right away yeah you know commenting on it or whatever um but i think we're kind of getting away from that a little bit like we don't want to rely on I don't know. It's easier to just put out like we're doing more on our own. Like we just bought a bunch of our own equipment. And so we're do we were doing it with a network before and now we're doing oh, it on our own. And, right. and, but it gives us a lot more freedom to like, Hey, let's record a podcast and we'll just do it and then put it out that day instead of having to coordinate with another guy and get to the studio and, and stream it live and, and then wait for him to post it to iTunes and stuff like it's a lot more streamlined now where we can just do it whenever and put it up. So we're doing probably like average of two or three a week now. Holy shit. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, check out the Bone Zone. I Everybody will. listening to this should check out the Bone Zone. Bone Zone. Yeah. Uh, so on Twitter, you're... Na- you're uh, just my name. Just Brendan, at Brendan Walsh. Walsh B-R-E-N-D-O-N. Perfect. All right. Fuck it. I think that's it. Fuck it. Good. Let's get the fuck out of here. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks man. <laughs>